this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, this episode of Box Office Breakdown, we're going to be talking about how Black Panther put a wrinkle in a wrinkle in time's box office win. Let's do it. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Ooh, dance party line Welcome to Box Office Breakdown. Of course, the show looks back at the box office that was, and then... We prognosticate to Kate to Kate to Kate <laughs> about the box scary. that was lie ahead. I'm one of your host, Frank Moran. My name's Carrie Lane. And I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. <laughs> and I'm the Neil Plumley. Uh, Amy, are you sure? Yes. Yeah, I kind of forgot the rest of my name. I thought we were just doing our names for a second. It's Fantastic. Right. Uh, and as always, we've got Anthony in the booth. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Look at that. Uh, second time winning. Yeah! Easy, easy. Hold on, act like you've been there before, Anthony. My bad, my uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us some thumbs up while you're there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, as many as you can. And of course, we're going to have the chat up and running, so feel free to share your thoughts about movies in general for this weekend in particular. But if you're watching after the show stream live, that's right. Comment where Carrie is pointing. Which so many of you do, and we appreciate you spending <laughs> yeah. time and leaving comments. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, we'll jump right into it. Our yes. uh, top five for this past week. Uh, there was a debate if Wrinkle in Time was going to be able to dethrone Black Panther. That was not the case. Which, I was reading an article, and right now, uh, this is the first time ever where the first and second box office top are uh, by a person of color. Director. Yep. First time in history. Yes, ever. That this has happened. Yes. And also, not many times that there's a female director in the top mm-hmm. five. So, also, yay! Look at that. You see a lot of headlines around being like, oh, Wrinkle in Time stumbles to yeah. Black Panther. And a whole bunch of people on Twitter speaking out and being like, nah, dude, it's black person, black director, black director, and everybody else. Yes, So exactly. it's still a victory. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, gonna... even no, no matter how the Hollywood Reporter wants to try and paint it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I love the. They're like, this is how the title should read. It's like right. number one and number two are both by mm-hmm. black directors. So it's like, yes. Uh, so yeah. that ended up pulling in a little over $41 million. A Wrinkle on Time made $33.3 million. It was also the subject of our box office bet. Yes. Uh, no surprise now who won yeah. <laughs> that. It was me. Yeah. yeah. We are not in yeah. suspense over this. That's right. right. Uh, and of course, the loser, we're just going to say it's Amy. Was the loser for that? That's right. Yeah, it's okay because you didn't because I already saw it. All right, that's right. And I saw it. Did you see? It? No, I, no. Was, okay. I planned to see it today, but they okay. fell apart. Ah, it's okay. There you go. 
the lady saw it. Yay! That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, wait, should, and what did you think? Loser, talk first. He goes first. Okay, well, oh, loser, talk first. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I also read the book, so then I'll yeah. say it after you. All losers okay. speak first. Um, there are a few parts. Uh, there are slots, a lot of parts that I felt needed help. Okay. Um, but the really good parts were really, really good. And so I even cried, actually. Okay. A, a little, yeah. A little tear. Mm. So, Neil, get I'm ready. A, I'm a Take your tissues. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I love the costumes. Yes. The makeup. The hair was so nice. Um, it was beautiful to watch. Yeah, Chris Pine really, really brought it. Good I'm a fan him. of the bearded yes. Chris Pine. Oh. I mean, like, whatever. Chris Pine's Chris Pine. But this role is actually, I mean, I haven't seen him in that many. Well, it was cool to see him play the kind of absent-minded professor a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. dad, which dad. was like, oh, he's a dad now. The dad. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. The dad But the beard for him. makes him look old. Yeah. The dad role for him, I thought, I thought really, yeah. really showed depth to him. Cool. And yeah. yeah, fan of his now. Um, before it was just like, whatever, Chris Pine. Another Chris. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, he did well. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I have read the book, so yay, I made sure to read that in time. Um, in time. Yes, in time. <laughs> no, I just, I, I did want to for this because it is a uh, children's book, so I'm like, okay, there's, I'll get this done quickly. But Ready Player One, I almost want to reread that one, but I'm excited. I've read like um, four times. <laughs> for Wrinkle in Time, uh, a lot of the complaints, though, because I was curious what people, some people didn't like the progression of how things happened, but that's how it happens in the book. So then I'm like, well, if you don't like it, then you're not going to like how the book happens. Mm-hmm. Some of those transitions maybe are smoother or they explain it better. In the book. In the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I agree. I think the visuals are... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Stunning. Costume choices were great because in the book, they're generally kind of wearing more rags. The, um, the misses. Call them the misses. Um, so that, love that choice of making mm-hmm. them visually more interesting. Uh, the Zach Galifianakis character is a woman in the book, and oh. his character in the book is just kind of like, it's fine, it's a really short little bit, but I thought it was an improvement in the movie, because he's actually comedic, and his character, I like this other article, was saying how he has the best balance, which, huh. in the movie, ha ha ha, of but being oops. whimsical and serious, like this is life he or death, well, yeah. and but he's still kind of comedic, like some of the other characters don't have that as much but yeah. I like that he did um the thing that's most lacking I find from the book to the film is the villain and the like climax yeah. segments are just not as good as the book like they're a little more minimalized and truncated like like we're choppy. gonna make it it does it no, does not choppy but more like feel it, there like was there's a longer segment of her battling the villain in the book, mm, like a dialogue I mean. argument thing that was so cool. And in the movie, it's it's there, but it's like we're gonna abbreviate it. Yeah. So it just wasn't as like exciting. I felt so, it was, but they added other exciting parts because mm-hmm. the book is it's not an action adventure. Like it's 
like Neverending Story, because some people are like kind of comparing, is like the adventure kids fantasy. This is a little more like the science nerdy, where it's more like your brain intelligence and logic and talking, not quite like mm-hmm. run adventure time. Uh, but I, I do recommend it as a book, and it's really uh, short, so you can read it fast. And the movie's great. Maybe more for children, because it seems the adults are the ones who are like, well, the duh, duh, duh. And you're just like, oh, come on. Like, like it's yeah. worth a watch. It's still a cool movie. It's beautiful. So if yeah. you don't like anything else about it, you'll love how visually beautiful it is. Uh, also, the uh, her brother Charles Wallace, because I was curious about this. It is a mixed blended family, which is beautiful to see, too, because in the book it's not specifically described that way. And in an uh, interview... Um, lead actress was saying how uh, she didn't imagine that kid looking like her, like the main character. Mm. Um, she's, she's vaguely described in the book. But I'm like, that was an easy change. And it's cool, so they have mixed, uh, you know, two, pa- two different race parents. And then the brother's adopted, which I'm like, oh, that's different, and that's not in the book. But that kind of added some new elements to it and made it interesting. So I think they did that great. And then, yeah, you have your hero is a girl who's a science... Uh, science, well, she's not a scientist yet, but into science, and she's biracial. So it's like, yay! I liked all those representation things as well. That was great. I'm nice. excited for you guys to see it. So yeah, I want to know I'm you guys. I know you. I think you're going to definitely like it. Frank, I've might. actually seen it. Oh, yeah, yay! What'd you see? Uh, I mean, what'd you think of it? Sorry. <laughs> first off, i got to preface everything by saying it's a kid's movie. Yeah, it is, <laughs> oh. well, it's a, it is a children's book. Now. Also written, like, 40 years ago. It's in it's the 60s. It's rated PG. Yeah. Yeah, so now get ready to lay okay. into yeah. the film, Anthony. <laughs> All right, so um, I did like the visuals. I liked when, um, what's her face? Um, what's that? Reese Witherspoon uh, turned into... Mrs. Uh, Witch. She turned into a piece She's of kale. That was cool. I thought it was romantic. In the uh, book, it's a little more like a Pegasus thing, which is kind of yeah. I heard they're like dragons or something like that. Like, like that's their true form, which I yeah. thought was cool. And there's more um, to it too. I liked um, I liked the character of uh, uh, Wallace. What was his name? Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace. Yep. Yeah, I love that they had to say great. his full name, Charles Wallace, all the time. Um, <laughs> it was it was really it was it was a spectacle. I gotta say, but again, it's like a children's film. A child. Yeah. A, children's uh film yeah but it's also a children's book which is cool yeah but i really like the message that the film has to say um especially like this film uh carries impact for those who really need that message in their life mm-hmm. if they're able to pick up on it and uh, phil pointed out to me that that's what the big the book did when it when it came out so it's glad to see another like wave of that same message come out in a more modern uh medium such as yeah. and in an artful medium such as uh film and um, the message is really what, what, what made the film for me um, because it's such a valuable, uh, such a valuable message overall that, uh, that could possibly change a child's life watching the film. And I think that in itself has so much value to it. Oh yeah, definitely. The interesting, um, I think, because I, I like this. First off, I want to say it is a kids' film, and then you just can, yeah, you went out to praise it. So nice. At the end. <laughs> well, um, one quick thing, I'm glad you point out that they say Charles Wallace the whole movie, which is a little strange for yes. most people. You're like, why? In the book, the kids even more like Carlton, Fresh Prince Bel Air, kind of like he's just nerdy, <laughs> very smart. <laughs> um, he's not quite like. Quirky, but I mean, he's just that like professionalism kind of a person all the time that it fits to give him like a bigger name for a little kid. Like that they don't abbreviate it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what I was Esquire. thinking. <laughs> so, like, I, I just wanted to say that because that was something that somebody was like, "Why do they keep trying, saying Charles Wallace, Charles Wallace?" Also, side note, uh, 
don't need to get into it, but uh, somebody I know was pointing out, and I'm like, yeah. Um, the movie does kind of remove some of the religious themes that are mm. in the book. They're not very overt, because I read it, and I did get those as, like, heavily, but they do remove a little bit, so if people are looking for that, they will be like, wait a minute, they pulled out a little bit of stuff. Um, it's one of those, <sighs> then go read the book. If, yeah, like, yeah. encourage people to read the book if you want more of that. All right. Uh, coming in number three, Strangers Pray at Night from Avion of $10.4 million. Did you see it yet, Tony? Uh, no, I didn't. I wasn't able to see that. I saw Wrinkle in Time and I saw the, uh, the other film. I forgot what it was. Oh, I saw Gringo. Okay. I think, um, Chauncey and LaCrucia were talking about it on Twitter and they were kind of like, the people were dumb is what I kind of got. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch a horror movie where the people are dumb because that's the most frustrating thing of a horror movie. So I'll have to ask them. what be like, yeah, I heard that too. Tell me more. You know, whatever. No, but it's just hard to sit through it when you know they're dumb. <laughs> you want to see dumb people get killed? Not well in a horror movie. Then I'm just like, oh no! I, I horror movies are best when the person tries to do the right thing, tries really hard, and then it just still goes to shit anyways. Yeah, it's just when That's people just sad. do dumb stuff. You're like, <laughs> you had it coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. And that makes me want to sing the song. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Coming in number four, Red Sparrow from Fox, eight point one million dollars. I did want to see that today, and I ran out of time. Well, you go see it afterwards. I had to watch Star Trek <laughs> for tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it by next week. Huh. And lastly, the game night for Warner Brothers, uh, seven point nine million dollars. So have to make time to go see that movie. Well, you saw game night. I did see game night. Tell us. It's it's actually good. Okay. Uh, I went in with like a sort of zero expectation. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what the trailer was about, oh. other than um, they go to a game night and it's the game night sort of prefaced as like. Uh, one of the people in the game that gets kidnapped and then they solve these clues. Kind of like a real world escape room. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happens is someone actually gets kidnapped and they actually have to find them before the kidnappers kill them. Yeah. Uh, but they like don't realize this. So while the person's getting beat up and kidnapped, they're you're just eating popcorn and chips off the table like, wow, this is so realistic. <laughs> this is crazy. And it's sort of, it's, you know, hilarious in that regard. But like, honestly... I was kind of like it's not an incredible movie obviously it's 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 a fine movie but I was just really surprised at how much I liked it and the directors I don't remember their names but there's it's a pair of them they just got greenlit for the um flash for the flash movie flashpoint hmm. so if you want a little idea of what they might be able to bring to it like I say go see game night cuz there's a couple hmm. fight scenes that are pretty ridiculous there's okay. a there's a there's a long take in a game of keep away that they play yeah. through like a mansion that's sort of like insane. Like it has no right being that good in that kind of a movie. <laughs> uh, they use a lot of tilt shift lenses uh, in the cinematography and just a lot. There's a lot of really cool things in the movie that you can sort of pick out and be like, wow, that would actually, you know, work pretty well in a flashpoint. Anybody uh, run really fast? Like Jason uh, Bateman? No. Did he just, no, no, they didn't. Mm. But they did do, they did a few, like some, some of the cinematography was sort of, uh, uh, referential towards different board games and video games. Oh, cool. Which is pretty interesting, but like casually. So sort of like... Yeah. Except for the tilt shift, because that obviously makes anything look like a game board. But um, uh, like in the, some of the driving scenes, the camera would be positioned behind the car mm-hmm. in a way that when the car turned, the camera moved. So, so it, it felt, felt, like it felt kind of like a racing game. Uh, so and that's a smart way to just, bring games yeah, into it's a just game It's just small movie. little things like that through the movie. Uh, and honestly, I had a great time watching it, and I kind of want to watch it again, too. You're selling it better oh, for wow. me, because I saw the trailer, and I was like... <sighs> I'll preface, because I don't think Bateman's very funny. 
Oh, come on now. But wow. I'll, 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 right, I'll bring you guys humor. back down real quick. It's it's a fine it's a fine movie. It's, okay. It's fine. Uh, but I was fine. just I was just surprised by it because I had a zero zero sum expectation. It, it was generally the best way to go. Like mm-hmm. don't know what to expect and yeah. Yep. Nice. But yeah, I recommend okay. it. Cool. Okay. Well, you know, we just learned. Wait, that you also saw Annihilation. I did see Annihilation. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. Just real quick before we move on. Yeah. Uh, I loved that movie. I also didn't really know what to expect going in because the trailer said one thing. But then people coming out of the movie and some of my friends who saw it were like, oh, you're not high enough to see Annihilation. <laughs> and so I'm like, is it like trippy? Like, what's yeah. the matter with it? So that also sort of levied my expectations a little okay. bit. But yeah, freaking loved it. Uh, wow. That movie was just, it was just cool. It was unlike uh, what I'd seen before. And it does get a little bit trippy at the end, for sure. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, yep. Um, but... But if you can, but if you can sort of understand what they're trying to do at the end of the movie, then uh, it it just it makes a lot of sense. But I can understand why it went over a lot of people's heads. Yeah, real quick, I'm piggybacking off of that. If anyone's seen um, the Under the Skin, I believe with Scarlett Johansson, I would put it in the same vein as that film hmm. as well. It's just it's, it's it's like great, but it's also very uh, psychological in terms mm-hmm. of like you're not really sure what's happening. It's definitely a, like a, a film you can deep dive into it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, look at that, folks. We all just learned a little something there. Mm-hmm. Now, but how about you? Do you also want to learn, fun, have fun, and grow in all areas of your life? For those who do, we've got just the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder, Maria Menounos, mm. and drops every Friday in iTunes. Mm-hmm. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life, from health and wellness to career and relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister you never had. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment and tell Maria that it was us who got you there. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition. Check it out. Wow. Okay. Neil, please check it out. I'm going to. Check it. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, International numbers here, folks. Real quick. Of course, no surprise. Black Panther crushing it. It has crossed $1 billion globally, everybody. We did it! It happened on Saturday, everybody! You always remember where you were when Black Panther crossed $1 billion globally. Did you guys see the meme that was like Tony Stark who's like, welcome to the club, and it has like all the Marvel TV thing, and T'Challa's like coming at him, and then uh, it has sad um, uh, Superman. (laughs) And it's like, Justice League, only this much. No offense to DC fans, but it's a really funny meme. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Uh, so now, basically, through Sunday, it's got a, a global total of uh, $1,078,000,000. Uh, it's coming off $100 million offshore this past weekend that was boosted by China's estimated $66.5 million launch. The uh, international box office total right now is $516 million. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, it is uh, on the charts to pass Captain America Winter Soldier, The Dark Knight, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Amazing Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and X-Men Days of Future Past. Nice. Look at that. Wow. Uh, And elsewhere in Asia, they also launched, uh, Warner Brothers launched Tomb Raider this past weekend. It uh, got $14.1 million in approximately 3,400 screens in nine markets. And uh, it's basically uh, 10% above Resident Evil, the final chapter, and 44% above Ghost in the Shell, and more than double (laughs) last week's Red Sparrow. Wow. And Disney's uh, Wrinkle of Time is doing a, a staggered release mm. and uh, basically released in six material markets and got $6.3 million. So, 
curious. Uh, they went with a, a stagger release for this one. Very curious. Yes. Uh, but, folks, we did the box office bet uh, that Anthony so, so brilliantly won again. <laughs> I'll be doing it again for this week, as usual. We've got two films for your box office vote there in the chat. Love, Simon, a Greg Berlanti film from Fox. And then we've got Tomb Raider, the uh, reimagining <laughs> of that franchise there from Warner Brothers. Uh, both are coming out this weekend, so feel free to start chumming away in your chat. Let us know which one you want us to vote on for the box office bet. Uh, so before we do that, though, uh, and give you our top five, let's do a little box office rewind. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd do it instead of just uh, uh, for a particular character or an actor or actress, we would do it just on the, uh, the genre. So top five video game adaptations. Hitman's oh. not on this list? Uh, and we're gonna ex- we've got a couple <laughs> a couple animated ones in here. I like that movie. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna exclude those, so we'll just focus mm-hmm. on live action. Uh, so coming in at number five on this list is Resident Evil Extinction. Oh, that made uh, a 20, yeah, $23 million back in 2007. Mm-hmm. Carrie Lane, a Resident, a Resident, I like Resident Evil, Evil. They're all good. Franchise. Where does Resident Evil Extinction fall? If you're power They kind of do blend together after a while. Because right. I marathoned them for the last one that came out. And then it, I think it's like after three when it goes apocalyptic, that's when it really goes crazy. Because like yeah. the first one's horror. Which is great. The Even first the one's second good. one kind of like is a tower movie. Yeah. yeah, and then they just kind of just are crazy over the top action, which is fun if you know that's something you enjoy. Oh wait, I'm so sorry. Rewind. I saw Death Wish, which is not on this top list. Um, it's exactly what you get from the trailer. So if that's what you want, you get it. And if not, you're probably not gonna like it. Oh, cool. All yeah. right, good old Bruce Willis. Yeah. I like. I I thought it was fine. Some good gore. If you want that, excellent. Too. I feel like uh, Elizabeth Shue kind of does a Christina Hendricks from. The uh, Strangers film? Um, I haven't, oh, wait, I haven't seen The Strangers, so I'm like, wait, no. Okay. But, uh, uh, yeah, but it was, it was, it's cool, and again, if you see the trailer, right. that's, it delivers that. All right. Yeah. There you go. Is he just as fun to watch doing action these days as he was back in his Die Hard Prime? I, I didn't like this one because there was very little comedy with him doing the comedy. Like, there's one part where he's like, no, I'm happy. And they're like, well, tell that to your face. <laughs> I was like, that's actually kind of funny because people like you. No. Um, <laughs> no, it's just um, <laughs> the problem. The, probably the biggest problem with it is like the beginning. You already know what's going to happen to his family. But the beginning is like, here's his family and here's how happy they are. Which we're like, well, we all know what's going to happen to them. So you're like, they could have made that it. shorter. Because it was nice um, to get, establish that relationship or make us care about it, but since you already know like bad stuff is going to happen, you're like you can speed it up. Which looked more unusual to you? Really, very happy Bruce Willis, <laughs> or really just angry vengeance? No, I like Bruce Willis. I, I like more in Red. He's comedic still mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, Die Hard. I like the more comedic action with him. Like this, he's far more serious. Um, but I do like that they show him. As an unskilled, though the movie technically you could say is a complete advertisement for or against NRA, depending on how you want to look at guns are advertised in the movie. Uh, he's totally unskilled to learning how to do it. Um, like he gets injured by his own gun because he holds it and the barrel oh, comes back and yeah. cuts his hand. But um, yeah. And it's Eli Ross, so that's why some of the gore is really fun. Our <laughs> audience was like, oh, ooh. <laughs> Side note. Uh, coming to number four on this list, Warcraft from Universal back in 2016. Uh, that was one of the first ones we ever talked about when we took over a box office break. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was oh. rank. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yes. Actually, uh... We should find out if Richie Sky ever did see that film. Oh, yes. He was supposed to. 
I actually enjoyed that film. Hmm. I know oh. it's I know it's terrible, but yeah. Assassin's like Creed's not on this list either. <laughs> no, didn't make it. Didn't, it didn't make it that well. Yeah. It didn't make it. And um, Hitman, Assassin's Creed, like what's some other bad ones? <laughs> uh, number three, Resident Evil Afterlife, two thousand ten, made twenty six point six million. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume she gets brought back from death to continue the fight. It happens, fight. and it's there's like the clones and mm-hmm. other things. All right, yeah. they bring in they bring in uh, what's her name Ada, in that one, right? Is it Ada or Ava? Oh, the blonde. Mm-hmm. That no, 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 no. Oh. The, the, uh, the the Asian woman. Mm. What's her name? Amy yeah, like I said, they oh, all kind of blend Frank together Coy, after yeah. well, after Frank, like number four. You're like she's like an assassin with like okay. a dress and like a slit that goes. Are you talking up. about Ada? Yeah, yeah. Ada, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring her in that one, I think. Uh, number three, uh, excuse me, number two, uh, Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. Ugh. I liked it. Jerry Bruckheimer joint from 2010. I feel like this is sort of like when Jerry Bruckheimer started seeing his star kind of dwindle. <laughs> When these started coming out, uh, but that made it a little over thirty million dollars. It's out. fun. It was just a He's fun. Like, action I'm movie. the king of primetime TV. I just ride the wave of Pirates of the Caribbean. I can do anything, yeah. and I won't get yeah. it wrong. And then he's like Prince of Persia. But casting was questionable on that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But boy, besides Jake, that, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Gyllenhaal. No. Yeah, I feel but. like he couldn't get Spider Man, so mm-hmm. uh, let's give him a chance to also jump around and do some parkour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number one. Surprisingly, we're talking about it as a film coming out this weekend. Uh, the first go-around for Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Yes. $47.7 million back in 2001. I liked both mm-hmm. of them. Pardon? But, uh, you liked both of them? There's there's two of them, two Laura Croft movies with there Angelina. Is. Which, at that time, I was definitely like, I believe that as a fighter female character of like, mm-hmm. she was strong, Still had curves, sexy. I'm like, yeah, you look like the video game character. Though in Salt, I was like, no, I don't believe you being a fighter whatsoever. What but, about Mr. Quick. Mrs. Smith? Hmm? Yes, I did believe Yes, that one too. Uh, what were you saying, Tony? Real quick, just want to do an yeah. honorable mention. Yeah. Um, one of the best, be the best worst horror, uh, not horror, sorry. It is horrific, though. One of the best worst uh, video game movies will have to be uh, the Mario Brothers. Oh, I love that movie, oh, no. but it's one of those, like, as a childhood memory, I remember loving it. I, don't, I haven't watched it recently, yeah. but... Yeah, I mean, also just go watch anything Uwe Boll has touched in the past... Well, there's that, too. 15 years. Rain, right? Rain, also. Oh, that uh, one's, that one's pretty rough. Dead. Or was it, yeah. wasn't it, like, Blubberella? Didn't she didn't do that as yeah. well? Yeah, totally. Oh, Mortal go. Kombat. Yes, Mortal Kombat. Thank you, uh, Jonathan and Chad. Uh, that I'm came like, in. That was fun. Yeah, Again, for, as a kid, watch it. I yeah, like, Mortal Kombat's fun. Good old Christopher Lambier. Yeah. Just bringing it. Uh, that came in at number uh, six in okay. the top oh, five. So close. just missed. Mm. Just missed. But yeah, uh, the old Tomb Raider movies, they're cool. And Angelina, there was some other article that, like, with her, they went for a more, like, edgy. Because mm-hmm. they, they were other females that they were going to pick from of, like, other leading ladies. And uh, I thought she was totally right for, like, that sassy character. Mm-hmm. They're like, yep. Yeah, I remember the first one was fine. And I remember the sequel was just being like, but it's one of those, if you liked it, you liked it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, folks, we've got uh, Love, Simon, and Tomb Raider buying for your vote in the box office bet. So feel free to keep Pretty chumming away in the chat sure on those votes. I saw Tomb Raider win, <laughs> but I'll make sure that they confirm. Mm, <laughs> Thank so you. So many Tomb Raiders. Uh, but uh, before we do our box office bet, we're going to just do a quick five rundown of what we see coming in for uh, theaters next week for the top five. Again, mm. uh, Love, Simon's coming out on 2,400 screens. Tomb Raider. 3,600 plus. Do we think Tomb Raider can top Black Panther? That was a big discussion in the chat. It just depends on how much it's 
going I, down. I think Tomb Raider's going to do well. Like, action, leading lady movie is... I feel so, like there's a lot of, like, curiosity surrounding yes, this film. I think yes. that's why, like, a lot of people are very, very curious as to yeah. what's up with this film. Because the trailer has done enough to, like, for yeah. at least personally entice me. Yeah. But still question whether I want to go watch it. And it's... Is that Alicia? It's Alicia Vikander? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. She looks great. I think she's a good casting. I know at first I was like, mm, but watching her do some of this stunt stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, I can buy it. But, you know, part of it to me is like, if you're going to do that, I also consider like your promotional work that you do for it. And they did this thing on Ink Master uh, that airs on Paramount TV. That's uh, a tattoo competition. Oh, yeah, I love that show. show. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> but they do one kind of as a Tomb Raider inspired tattoos, is one oh, of the challenges. That could have been cool. And uh, then they just do a cutaway to her. Like, already I stepped down because when they were doing Wolverine, they had actually Hugh Jackman was in there judging that competition, <gasps> which was awesome. But yeah. for this, they just did a cutaway, like, a little promo, like congratulating the, the winning artist. Mm-hmm. And not great. She really kind of phoned it. I was like, oh, oh, come on, come on. I mean, I think, uh, well, just for that segment, you felt? Yeah. Okay. Well, just for her little promotional bit. She didn't interact with anybody. It was just her just standing in a uh, kind of room that kind of looked like a really cool adventurous study. Mm. And then just doing a, some bad line reading. Oh, yeah. I, uh, there was an escape room going around in Los Angeles. What's your radar? Oh, how was it? It was really fun. Yeah. So I've seen the film. Um, I Ooh. went to the press conference for it. What do you think? Can you oh, say wait, are yet you or allowed no? to say? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But, When's the embargo come up? Uh, 14th, 15th? Mm, wow. And it yeah. comes out so the... So it comes out the 16th. So that does not bode well. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but the yeah. escape room was really cool. And um, yeah, I'm going to make a video about it. Yay! It was such a fun experience. I've never cool. done an escape room. Yay! So, uh, yeah. So okay. I'm going to say sure. the escape room more fun than watching the movie? No. Yeah, that was a yes. <laughs> okay. No, I have All to right. say, Alicia, Alicia, Alicia is very charismatic. Cool. Cool. I'm okay. gonna leave it at that. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I can't say much. Yeah, I understand. But, I understand. No, that's fair enough. Uh, All right. So, does anybody think that it will take number one? <sighs> We're all like, <sighs> that was a perfectly timed sigh. Yeah. Well, I, so Black Panther dropped I mean, 38 last week. I mean, there's been a lot of promotion around it, but I don't know yeah. if, I'm, if I'm necessarily excited to mm-hmm. see it. I think I probably will, right. but I'm not like, yeah. I think it's uh, also... Black it's, Jones says, Black Panther, Tomb Raider, then Wrinkle in Time, then Love, Simon, and then Strangers. I mean, I wouldn't discount Love, Simon. I've heard really good things As about it. So... Well, then that... Would that you would put it maybe higher. number four? I don't think it'll be higher than Wrinkle in Time, per se. I think that's actually not a bad top five there. I don't know about... I'd be, be curious, because I feel like Wrinkle in Time is a lot of parents taking their kids to True. see this. And then a lot of parents are like, eh, telling their friends, eh, it wasn't that great. And then they're not taking their kids to go see it a second oh. week. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case. It could be. Hmm. So I could see that dropping down to... I could see Wrinkle in Time even dropping down to three... Or four. So do you think it could be Black Panther, Tomb Raider, then Wrinkle, then Love, Simon? I could see Black Panther, Black Panther, Tomb Raider, Love, Simon, A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. That's me being very, very pessimistic mm-hmm. yeah. on Wrinkle in Time. No, but also, I mean, we're in spring break time, like full in it. So yeah. I think teenagers and like college students for sure would, would want to give Love, Simon a try, mm. I think. What do you think has a better chance of sticking around at, at, at the bottom edge of the top five? Strangers Pray at Night or Red Sparrow? St- 
strangeness. I don't think anyone really cared for Red Sparrow. I mean, it's. I haven't really heard. I cared. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I'm glad. Anthony will talk your ear off. You, you talk okay. to him for one second. I want to see it so yep. bad. Yeah. He will talk to you, Red Sparrow, nonstop. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I, I think I'd go with Black Panther, um, uh, Tomb Raider, Wrinkle in Time, Love Simon, and then Strangers. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Neil? I don't think I, you had a five. Uh, I think I'm going to go with. Uh, What's your five? I'll go with Red Sparrow's my five. Red Sparrow? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is tough. Well, you're going to be graded on this, Neil. Right. This is on the final? <laughs> yes. <it is. laughs> that just so. gives me so much stress right now. Please, no. <laughs> no more. So if Panther falls another, like, 40%, that means it's going to drop another, like, 16 million? Yes. <laughs> so but, like, if Tomb Raider only, makes only 30, you know? Yeah, if, it, if Tomb Raider makes 30, then it, it'll be number one. Yeah. Well, no, if it's a surprise. Oh, if it drops, I see. Yeah. Oh, math. Yeah. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> so, I don't know. You know what? I think I'm going to say Fork. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say Fork. Um, okay. I'll put, I'll put Tomb Raider at number one. All right. Oh, look at Curveball. that. I like it. it. Yeah. I like it. I don't I, mean, I don't want it to be number one, but I think it will be. I think okay. it's just in Black Panther's fifth week. Uh, yeah, I think that might be it. I like okay. seeing the man with the courage of his convictions right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it basically, uh, Tomb Raider, as I mentioned, the first one, 47.7. The sequel did 21.7 when it opened. So Yeah, but it's been some time, and like this would be definitely a new audience wanting that. So Maybe. Yeah. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got time to do our box office bet. Uh, it seems, uh, from what I'm hearing, also Tomb Raider. It was Tomb Raider. For look yeah. at that. Anthony. All right. Saving the deal. So, yeah. 3,600 plus screens from Warner Brothers. Oh, so Harry says women might come out in droves. I don't know. There might be a lot of dudes who want to go watch her as well. <laughs> Hot babe running around doing things. Yeah. No, I, I think it'd be equal diversity in that audience. Hmm. And then also, it's like a Black Panther's been out for a while now, so unless people are doing repeat visits, most people have probably gone to see it already. Yeah, but some people still love that film. That's true. That's why they go back on repeat visits. I know. Yes. Carrie Lane is one of them. I haven't gone back for a second time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the tough one. All right. Teresa in the chat says 27. Janet Mouse says 35. Ken Jack says 28. Star Drew. Courtney what says number? 26. No, you got to pick the one in the middle. Star Drew says. Ooh, you picked too big of a scale there, bud. Um, All right, so Anthony, you ready to go? Okay. Sorry about that. Yes, I am. I'm going with my gut, and my gut's telling me this this number, and I'm just going to stick with it. Go so, for it. Um, it's going to be $34 million for me. All right. Okay. I think that's a little million. generous, right. but you know, my gut is feeling generous. Yeah. The Neil Plumley, Coming in at 27. 27? Ooh. 25. All right. 34.5. Oh, wow. I, went, I went 28. <laughs> so look at that. I'm a high number, but I'm going to see it on Monday. I'm going to see it tomorrow anyway. Oh, well, all right. I'm going to special screenings. Oh, well, sure Carrie Lynn's got the hookup. Media. I'm going to post Look at her. Soon. Hooray. Thanks. Uh, and Neil, you've got all the accurate numbers written down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Nobody all, else write them down. They're all, they're all here. 
Look at that. All the numbers that we have that we need. But nobody else wrote them down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the Box Office Breakdown. Thanks, everybody, for watching and joining in the chat. As always, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Throw a bunch of thumbs up there while you can. Throw them up. Throw them all over the place. And if you're watching this after we stream live, feel free to comment down below. Carrie Lynn's got a question for you. She's going to tell you right now. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Well, we did talk about video games to movies. What has been your favorite video game to movie, animated or live action? Cool. All right. And if you want to continue the conversation with any of us after the show's over, Neil Plumley. Where can people find you? Great question, Frank. They can <laughs> find me at places where people are found at the Neil Plumley. That's T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. Let's have fun, Amy. Thank you for that, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I am Amy Cassandra Martinez. You can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M T Z. Yeah. Um, also, right Nailed now, uh, thank you. Oh boy. I'm going to jump over to AfterBuzz and we're going to cover the first three episodes of Jessica Jones. Oh. Nice. And uh, my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And after this, you can go see me and this dude do Star Trek, Discovery, and talking about the Mirror Universe. Uh, tomorrow, I'm not doing Marvel because I have some cool job things, so follow me on social media so you can see about it. Because she's going uh, to see a special screening of Tomb Raider. And more. There's more to it. Yeah. Whoa! Uh, and then uh, Tuesday, tune in for horror movie news on uh, this network, too. And uh, at four, I'm like, wait, are we yeah, in yeah. After Buzz? Yeah, yep. no, we're in Popcorn Talk. Perfect. You said After Buzz. <laughs> Tony's on that one. And then at six, Anna, um, After Buzz Anime Reviews, we're talking about Be the Beginning. Well, yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie, folks. Uh, yeah, there's coming a free for all is coming to Schmodown, and I had a chance to participate. It's coming out uh, shortly. We'll keep you updated on that. So uh, until then, folks, we'll see you back here next Sunday night with another episode of Box Office Breakdown. Go see some movies. Go see out, have fun. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.